Hey, in this episode, we will talk about what interesting topics await you on this podcast, a little backstory about how I tried seven different diets in a self-experiment, and how our food system, sustainability, and our personal health are closely linked. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Red to Green podcast, where the future of food meets sustainability. And I'm your host, Marina Schmidt. Welcome, welcome. For nearly anything that I mention in this introductory episode, you will find sources in the description, as well as books, movies, and talks to check out. Red to Green will be structured in deep dive seasons, with about a dozen episodes covering one topic with the goal to give you a real overview of the field. We will start out with the topic cellular agriculture, cultivated products that you may have heard to be called as in vitro meat. Meat without slaughter, eggs without chicken, dairy without cows. And here are some possible topics for the upcoming seasons. Value in food waste, exploring innovative ways to reduce and repurpose food waste, and the plastic pandemic, investigating replacements for single-use plastics. So overall, at Red to Green, we are talking about topics that combine food and sustainability, that bring our food system from a red to a green state. In a little bit, we will talk more about cellular agriculture and how sustainability and food are connected. Before that, I would love to share my journey with you and how I got to care about this. When I was 13, my dad got diagnosed with stage 4 kidney cancer. And just a few months later, my sister got diagnosed with breast cancer. It made me realize that health is like air. It's so easy to take it for granted. Once it's gone, it's instantly the number one priority. And I was feeling afraid. I was wondering, I have so many things that I want to do in my life. I have so many passions and curiosities, a never-ending list of things I want to learn and explore. How am I going to make this in a short life? I need a long life. And how much can I influence my fate? In my research, I found that the majority of cancer cases are caused by environmental and lifestyle factors. And only 5% can be attributed to genes. So the way that we live, what we eat, can highly influence whether the predispositions we have actually come to fruition. This made me question everything that's considered normal. The cultural standards of how we should eat, drink, sleep, the way we stress out and work out, everything including how we treat our environment. I wondered, can we be long-term healthy, polluting our water, air and soils, with plastics creeping up our food chain, pesticides and antibiotics in our foods? So I got a bit geeky about nutrition and food. But the issue is, nutrition is a super confusing topic. Everybody has an opinion, including their mothers and grandmothers, and even worse, with the right metaphors and some fancy jargon, nearly all types of diets can seem to make sense. Add some industry-funded studies and lobbying, and the struggle is real. 
So while I was actually sifting through the content looking for credible sources, I wanted to keep an open mind and try things out myself, actually see how my body reacts to different type of diets. So I did a whole series of self-experiments covering the whole spectrum, starting with keto, the ketogenic diet, bulletproof, paleo, vegetarian, raw, vegan, and so on. Over seven years now, I've been free time geeking out about nutrition, and I've come to the conclusion, oftentimes, what's health-wise better for us is also better for the planet. And what's better for the planet, long-term, is also better for us. For example, for reducing heart disease and cancer risk, as well as emissions, a plant-based whole foods diet seems to be a great way to go. If you're interested in that topic, check out Dr. Michael Greger's book, How Not to Die, for more info. I am a firm believer that the change doesn't come from a few conscious people changing their behavior. It comes from enabling all levels of society to easily and cheaply live a more sustainable lifestyle. And not because they want to live more sustainably, but because that's actually the best solution that's out there for them. And here is where I see the opportunity for innovations, replacing plastics with better materials, replacing animal products with actually healthier and safer and possibly even more delicious alternatives. A little bit of background about me. Um, in the last years, I got to start applying my passion for food, health and sustainability. For example, I got to lead a consulting project for a large medical publisher. It was about a digital platform helping people with hypertension, reducing blood pressure and the risk of a stroke and heart attack by changing nutrition and behavior. I also got to lead Fightback, which is a European platform for innovation with a focus on health and climate. There I got to work closely with representatives of the World Economic Forum, boards of corporates, investors and tech entrepreneurs, focusing on how do we change innovation in Europe, how do we drive innovation in Europe. With this podcast, which is a pure passion topic, love talking to the people, love spreading the word, I want to inspire more professionals to become active in the field to join a company, to found one themselves, to support an initiative. This is a super, super interesting field. You can be in food and you can be in sustainability. How awesome. <laughs> I also want to give purpose-driven companies a platform to reach people like you, who are aware, who are interested, and to move from a harmful state of the food system to a sustainable one. We need people like you. So, thanks for being here. <laughs> now let's move on to part two. We are zooming out a bit and exploring the connection between food and sustainability. I sometimes feel bad when I need to fly by plane, because clearly that's not doing our environment any favors. Now the thing is, our food system causes 13 times more greenhouse gas emissions than all airplane traffic combined. 
But are we talking about our food system in terms of climate change appropriately? Our food system causes a whopping quarter of global emissions. A quarter. So what's the source? So many people, when they think about it, they associate it with transport. And that's obvious because we hear shop local everywhere. But only a small portion of the food-related emissions stem from transportation. It's just 6%. More than a half are caused by one source. Animal agriculture, including animal feed and land. Another quarter is caused by food waste. If you're interested in a breakdown of the emissions, check out the episode description. There's a link to environmental impacts of food production by Our World and Data, a fantastic study that's being depicted there. So if you want to reduce emissions, animal agriculture and food waste are great places to start. Now let's look a little bit more into the first season, cellular agriculture. It starts out with an introduction to cultivated meat. Now, we won't only talk about meat, we will talk about dairy and about fats and maybe gelatin, maybe eggs. And we will look into different ecosystems like America, Asia and Europe, specifically Germany, because, hi, I'm in Germany. <laughs> in Berlin, to be exact, that's a big difference. <laughs> and then we talk to leading companies, each representing one type of product. In the end, we sum it up with a look at costs, scaling, and consumer psychology. So you see, this is a whole package, about a dozen episodes. There's just a ribbon missing. I need a big red ribbon for the podcast, a virtual one. <laughs> so the reason for starting with this topic is that I'm utterly fascinated by the promise of this. It's just cool, and it's spacey and crazy and just awesome. I think it will completely revolutionize the way that we eat and relate to animals long term. And due to Corona, which is going on April 2020 at the moment, it is highly relevant and hopefully will get a boost. Hoarding thousands of animals closely together, feeding them antibiotics, it's like the perfect setup to create antibiotic-resistant viruses. It's like somebody made this up how to create a pandemic game. Here is an interesting finding. Throughout most of human evolution, there were no epidemic diseases. Measles, smallpox, the flu, and even the common cold didn't exist until about 10,000 years ago. When we started, with the domestication of animals! Surprise! <laughs> When we domesticated cows and sheep, their rinderpus virus turned into human measles which over the last 150 years has killed 200 million people. That's a large number. 200 million people. Wow. The domestication of pigs caused whooping cough. Domestication of ducks led to influenza. I meant ducks, not dogs. A mixture of duck and dog. That would be funny. That could be possible with cellular agriculture. Another thing that you would want to do with it. Domestication of horses likely led to the common cold. Now, medical historians call the time since 1975, in which we are living right now, the age of emerging plagues. That's not helpful. That's not calming me down. 
almost all of the plagues are coming from animals, both wild and domesticated. So cellular agriculture, cultivated or clean meat, it would not have that problem. And also, it would be better for the environment, it would be more ethical and possibly even healthier because we can change the components of the meat. I hope you're excited as well. I hope my excitement is transferring to you. I feel a little bit like people must have felt back then when computers were emerging. And you know this is going to be a big thing. An industry coming out of nowhere, pretty much, and taking over the market. That's how I envision it. We will have a Steve Jobs of cultivated meat. The question is, who will it be? Now, for me, Red describes the state of our food system as it is at the moment. It's harmful to the environment, it's just hurtful to the animals, and oftentimes it's unhealthy for us. And the green future, which we can all build together, is a food industry that it's sustainable, it's fair, and it's wholesome. It's better for the planet, it's better for the animals, and it's better for us. And I'm excited to explore the solutions that will get us there with you. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, please share it with your friends and leave an iTunes review. So many more people get to hear about it. Everybody. <laughs> Until next time, let's move from red to green. <laughs>